Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic Friday today, as I'm sure you always are. And be sure, if you guys saw the Ultimate Multiple Powder on sale for product of the week, you voted it won by a landslide, over 15% off right now on the website at healthmasters.com, one of the best, if not the best, multiple powders on the market, period. The results you get, the energy you get, and the actual just engagement you get from that product and what it actually does to you is incredible. So I encourage you to be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com on sale right now for 15% off. And thank you again for the support. We talked about it yesterday on the show. I've gotten a lot of emails, a lot of positive feedback from a lot of the topics and stuff that we've been talking about on the show and including all the different feedback on the fit food and people getting that product out there on a regular basis. So be sure to give us feedback on it. Thank you for your support. And how are you doing today, Ben? Austin, I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's a beautiful day here in Florida with 80 degrees today, clear blue skies, light sea breeze. It's about as good as it gets out here. Yeah, calm down. You're going to get everybody moving down here more. <laughs> oh, it's awful today. It's raining. It's drizzly. You don't want to move here. We have four hurricanes emerging out on us at once. I mean, you got to, guys have to run. We have gators in the backyard, gators in the pool. <laughs> Actually, it's very nice. <laughs> What's your first story, Austin? <laughs> well, that's one of the biggest things that I've talked to everybody about. You know, we've, we've watched this now over the last couple weeks. And this kind of theater show we've been seeing with a lot of the border problems. And it seems to me like they're going to bring more and more, I don't know, kind of activity and chaos to this topic. And again, that's why it's so important to really look at the news from a outside standpoint and analyze and do your own research on it. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, this has been going on for quite a while. And it's interesting to me that now we're just starting to see more coverage of it on the mainstream media outlets I mean, do you think a lot of this is just more theater and they're trying to actually just keep people distracted with what's going on down there? It's it's very – the entire world politics right now has become extremely complicated. It has. And everything that they're telling us in the media via the CIA, who controls the media, has done that for many, many decades, is basically a lie. They don't want us to know what's going on. They want to keep us obfuscated from the truth. You know, Putin and Car- Tucker Carlson had their, had their interview last night. And the information that I had read you earlier this week, that was from a preliminary interview, I guess. I don't know where in the world they got some of that transcript from. But the entire transcript has been released now. And there's an article here that says, is this really why they hate Putin so much? And they go into detail about what happened as far as the people out there, as far as what they're doing, as far as Russian history. And what was interesting, I read the transcript this morning from Putin and Tucker Carlson. It took a minute. And, you know, Putin went into a very detailed analysis of the Russian history going back over a thousand years. And he basically is telling the people that, you know, the reason, the main reason they're in, in, the, in the Ukraine is because they're having to denazify it. Yeah. Now, now this, this is interesting because, you know, we, I talked about this, I talked about this weeks ago, and I put this in as a speculation. I asked the question, is the main reason we're doing the Ukrainian war to get rid of the German, quote, Nazi factions that were there for the resettlement of Israel into the Ukrainian area? And I, and I asked that question to the listeners, and I said, I have no idea if this is accurate. I have no idea what's going on. But suddenly other people are picking up on a little bit of this. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. And then all of a sudden he comes in and talks about denazifying it. And he's saying that basically the United Nations and everybody else has no business being there. There's a border dispute with Russia as far as what's happening with Ukraine, with the division of Ukraine after the USSR fell. But you can read the article yourself. Very, very good job he did again, as always. But he's, a, he's a professional politician, so he does a good job. But here's the interesting part of this. It says, you know, why is the Anglo-American axis so afraid of Putin and determined to bring him down? No world leader has ever been so demonized by the West over the past decade as President Vladimir Putin of Russia. No other president or prime minister has been subjected to so many outrageous personal attacks and unrelenting false accusations. 
Clearly, Vladimir Putin represents a general, genuine threat to the world's shadow government in a way that profoundly unnerves those who reside at the peak of the global power pyramid. He says, why are they so afraid of him? And here they start on the history again. Before the question can be answered, the hidden history of the pre-planned collapse of the USSR must be fully understood and properly considered. Only by understanding the true historical context which Putin operated at that time will his actions and pronouncements of the day take on great meaning. The unknown history is quite important if one is to comprehend their actions and the countless detractors throughout the leadership of the Anglo-American axis. It says there was an ultra-secret deal made prior to the engineered collapse of the USSR following the fall of the Berlin Wall. One of the best-kept secrets was predicted the inevitable collapse of Soviet communism, the consequence breakup of the USSR, is that it actually occurred in a manner not too unlike a carefully controlled demolition. Only in this case were the bankers and the politicians and investment brokers and power brokers who actually pressed the buttons. Are you listening? It's the same guys all the time. It's the synagogue of Satan. I'll read it again. Only in this case, they were the bankers and the politicians, the investor brokers and power brokers who actually pressed the buttons. All the plans toward the end were fastidiously laid by these stakeholders, each of whom had the greatest interest in exploiting the vast wealth of the Russian motherland. The fall of the Berlin Wall and the collapse of the USSR were not the spontaneous series of momentous events that the mainstream media would have you to believe. Neither were they the result of Donald Prime President Ronald Reagan's request, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. All this Hollywood background certainly made for some great and convincing political theater. Perestroika and Glasnost were simply buzzwords banded about to present the appearance of fundamentally changed USSR. Yes, Russian did become liberalized, especially in the contrast to the Soviet communism, but only so it could be neoliberalized by the banksters. It goes right back to the same thing. Now, I'm not going to read you all of this stuff because I would, it would take too long. I do have to do the whole show on this, which I could. Actually, it's a pretty interesting show, but I don't want to do yeah, it today. It <laughs> but it says the CIA, also known as the company, was directly involved in this con of the century. And as the director, they admit CIA fell short predicting the Soviet collapse. Can anyone believe that the CIA tried to prevent itself having failed this predict this monumental, unparalleled collapse? No, we, it's like it's like Israel not knowing that hang gliders are coming in when they have everything bugged in Gaza. Just thought I'd mention that. It says, should all be clear now why all Russian oligarchs ran to London, Tel Aviv, and New York City? What better way for the oligarchs to shield themselves from Russian indictments than to seek the full protection of the CIA, MI6, and Mossad crime syndicates deep within the bowels of the Anglo-American axis? Now, what's interesting about this is you guys can read the rest of this yourself. I'm going to read one more part of this. Ukraine was another CIA-coordinated coup d'etat for the USA and Israel. Now, wait a minute. Isn't that what we've been saying the whole time? Isn't all that started the show with the day? Resettlement of Israel have to denazify Ukraine? I brought this up a month ago. What is particularly surprising in view of the very dynamic moves being played in the current global geopolitical chessboard is that the West is so transparent in regard to both their method and motive toward undermining Russia. The recent coup and ongoing Crane revolution provide a perfect example of yet another national collapse executed within the historical orbit of Russia. Here again, the Zionist oligarchs with ties to the U.S., U.K., and Israel have been appointed to all the key national leadership positions as well as to the governorships of all provinces known as oblasts. Once again, the AAA game plan has been executed according to the same playbook that has utilized during the USSR collapse. Most do not know, but there's a plan afoot by the modern state of Israel to set up a return to its original homeland in the Ukraine. I'm going to repeat this. Most do not know, but there's a plan afoot by the modern state of Israel to set up a return to its original homeland in the Ukraine. Eastern Ukraine has once, it was once a part, part of the kingdom of Khazaria, 
during a time when Judaism was chosen by the king to become the official world state religion or their, their state, official state religion. These Khazarian, adher- these Khazarian adherents to Judaism would go on to constitute what's now known as the Akhenashi Jewry and over centuries of migrations through Russia, as well as immigrants to all parts of Eastern, Central, and Western Europe, the Akhenashis have evolved into the richest, most politically powerful groups in Eurasia. In fact, the modern state of Israel was formed by the Zionist movement, which derived its power and wealth from the Akhenashi Jewry all over the world. Moreover, the MSI experiment was not going so well. Most of the Jews who immigrated from Russia and the Ukraine, as well as many who fled Europe during World War II, persecution, post-World War II chaos, and right up to the present day, instability. Now, understand they jumped right from the frying pan into the fire. That's going to Israel with a hotbed of what's happening right now there, over there with Syria and with Gaza. Furthermore, many Jews have now come to realize that their cultural PTSD generated by both World War I and World War II was purposely inflicted so they would be more amenable to taking up residence in a foreign patch of desert surrounded by Muslim and Arab nations that hated them out in the outright theft of Palestine in broad daylight from their brethren. Not a good way to all to move into a neighborhood, especially when neighbors can easily lob mortars and missiles into your midst. This is where the plot to repopulate Ukraine comes in. Most Israelis of the European descent are naturally more comfortable on the continent, completely out of range of such mortar and missile attacks. Hence, the Ukraine was chosen by the Zionist leadership as a new fallback position. Not only is this the brazenly apartheid regime of modern state of Israel untenable in any civilized world, it has shown itself as through a thoroughly rogue nation and criminal state that it is today. In fact, the modern state of Israel has ignominiously distinguished itself as an unprecedented and peerless international pariah. Now, I'm not going to go into more detail with this, but I want you guys to read this entire article and understand that what we've talked about on the show so many times about what's happened to the Middle East and the greater Israeli program and the expansion of the Middle East and all the things about the different countries being taken over and falling and the fact that the Rothschild banking cartel's fiefdom is Israel and that the Rothschild banking cartel controls pretty much every central bank in the entire world and they're headquartered out of Switzerland and Tel Aviv, which are two non-extradition countries. All of this stuff is what he's talking about right here and what happened with the Khazarian Empire in the 8th century and basically the conversion of these, these basically they were, they, were, they were basically, they were called the snake people to Judaism. All of this is part of this great plan that they have as far as rebuilding a third temple in Israel and bringing in the Antichrist. This is what Zionism is all about. This is what the Schofield Reference Bible is all about. This is what all of this stuff is all about. We talk about this up on the show. Nobody wants to mention it. But we're mentioning it now because of Putin coming in and talking about the history and the denazification of Ukraine. So I pose this question again. Can Putin be trusted? Is Putin telling the truth? And the answer is yes, partially. He can be trusted partially. Yes, partially he's telling the truth. But what he's not talking about is why are they taking these Nazis out of the Ukraine? What's the underlying goal here? Why do they want to denazify Ukraine? And why did he go into a thousand years of history on Tucker Cross to show? And then, of course, he goes into detail about, you know, what the United States is doing and how it's bad it's doing and how bad the leadership is. And he's right about all of that stuff. But the sad part about this is, is that until you get to the nexus of the spider web, until you see who's pulling the strings on this, you don't understand how it works. And when you understand that the international banking cartels control the money supply of the world, he also talked about the United States dollars, the reserve currency in the interview last night. And, of course, Biden has to jump in and start to do damage control because too much truth came out last night. The sad part about all of this stuff is that is the American population is so insouciant that they're unwilling to listen to any of this stuff. Are they so convinced by the mainstream media, which is also Zionist control? I can't believe I said that, but it's true. Ninety-seven percent of it is. And they, we hear the constant, constant, constant drumbeat of the rhetoric that they put out. And when you understand who they are and what they're doing, you realize that when they practice and they work from the Zohar, 
which is the ancient book that was written in 72 AD after the fall of Jerusalem. It took like 12 years to put it together. This man and his son sat in this cave with some archangel demon or whatever the heck it was they talk about, and they gave him this book, and it takes the ancient Babylonian text of human sacrifice, of Satanism, of witchcraft, of the ancient Egyptian religions, the ancient Canaanite religions, and they put it into one how-to primer called the Zohar. That's what rules the planet because these guys are the Kabbalists. These are the Luciferians. They claim to be Jewish. They are not. They are the synagogue of Satan. Remember, don't put this on the Jewish people. This is the synagogue of Satan. They claim to be Jews. They are not. They are the synagogue of Satan. This is quoted twice in the book of Revelation. We've got to understand it, but we as Christians, we take that part of that book out because we can't say that because that's anti-Semitic because anybody who says anything about Israel, they say it's not going to be blessed, which is nonsense. The current state of Israel is being done through the machinations of the Rothschild banking empire and has been done so since the early 1800s to the Masonic lodges in Europe to bring in the Antichrist to rebuild the third temple. That's what all this is about. So you can't differentiate the truth of what's happening here with what's happening from a geopolitical standpoint, what's happening from a God standpoint in the third world, basically this new world order that's coming in right now is going to take us back to the old world order of Genesis chapter six, where every thought was evil all the time. That's what all of this is about. That's what the Starlink is about. That's what the the 5G and the 6G towers is all about. It's all about controlling the very hearts and the minds of everybody out there. So every thought of every person is evil all the time, as it was in Genesis six, as what Jesus said, he said, in the latter days, when I return, it'll be every thought of, it'll be as it was in the days of Noah when every thought was evil all the time. I'm paraphrasing that. that. When it got so bad that God had to flood the planet. Apparently, these rules of engagement include the mass, mass delusional you know, psychosis that's happening with the, with the people on this planet right now because they're unwilling to believe in the sea and to hear the truth of what the Word of God says. And they're so caught up in this whole thing that's going on in the Middle East that they're willing to sacrifice the United States and the entire planet to bring in an antichrist, to bring in a new world order so they can have their prophecy come true. A lot of alt-media people are out there. They're so set on World War III and having a nuclear exchange that they're hoping it's going to happen so they can be saying that they're right as they get you know, burned to ash. It's nonsense. The whole thing's nonsense that we're doing this and we're allowing this to happen. So I just want to kind of give you my take on what's happening here with Putin, Ukraine, and all the rest of it. Austin, what do you think? Well, I mean, look no further than the fact that we talked about it last summer. Right here, I pulled the article up from August. BlackRock and J.P. Morgan basically get the contract for $400 billion to start rebuilding Ukraine at whatever point in time they decide to do so. Rothschild. There you go. I mean, BlackRock's going to essentially own Ukraine. Another article came in here from Switzerland from January 17th. They're saying that now J.P. Morgan and BlackRock, it may be up to $500 billion and committed capital that they need to essentially rebuild Ukraine. This thing is going to go on and on and on, and more and more money is going to be funded into that country like it already has been, and you're going to see more control over what's happening over there. But yes, best believe this was not an accident. This was not some, you know, <laughs> this wasn't some incident with Biden, you know, um, Putin's over there trying to take over a border skirmish, and uh, this whole thing's escalated. They definitely have been planning this for a very long time. Also, to another news, this is interesting. The Democrats that are in these major cities are continuing to show how bad they failed the younger generation, including the kids. That's why I told you guys it's so important right here to be very cautious on what your kids are learning in school. The Illinois and Maryland have essentially now zero kids that are proficient in math. Zero. Zero. I mean, there's nobody that's in the school that can actually do any type of math now. This is crazy. They went on to say here this article, they said the average test scores for the U.S. 13-year-olds have dipped in reading and dropped sharply in math since 2020. The average scores from tests given last fall declined another five points in reading and nine points in math 
compared to the tests given from 2019 to 2020 and are the lowest in history. The declines in reading were more pronounced for lower performance students, but dropped all across percentiles. The independent research firm has found that shockingly 53 schools in Illinois had zero students proficient in math at any grade level. The state spends over $40 billion a year in Illinois on K through 12 education, some of the highest in the nation. And yet these kids can't do math. You got to understand guys, mathematics isn't some new, new concept that just happened to pop up last year. And they're trying to figure out how to understand it and do basic addition and subtraction and algebra. This has been an ongoing, entirely ongoing project in order to dumb down the younger generation. So essentially they can't do anything. If a younger generation can't even do basic mathematics, how will they ever understand the debt load that we've been taking on the United States, how they ever understand what the bankers have done to us, how they ever understand how much we've been lied to in all of these sectors. And I think that's what a lot of it is that is you have these groups now that are trying to do everything they can to essentially dumb down the younger generation so that they can't figure out what's actually been done to them and what's been done to us over the last, you know, what, 20, 30 years now. But when you have an entire state that essentially the kids aren't even proficient, nobody is even, can even do mathematics, that's not an accident anymore in the school system. This isn't just by chance this is happening. And again, it's starting to spread all over the country in these major democratic cities. This is why I've told everybody it's so important to be very, very aware of what your kids are learning and be active in your kids' school because clearly the school system cannot be trusted to teach them anything. Do you think this is going to continue to get worse? Or do you think some people are actually going to step up and actually start trying to help their kids learn more, you think this is just going to be an ongoing onslaught of the education system? It's an, it's an ongoing IQ score battle, is what it is. They had, to, they had to dumb down the population of the United States. They had to dumb down everybody. They, yeah. had, to, they had to make us realize that, you know, that, you know, we, you know, couldn't basically be part of the group of leaders in the world if we were dumb. And so they, it's a yeah. self-esteem issue is what this is starting into. That's true. And, and so what they're doing, they're said that when they started this, they started all the stuff with fluoride back in 46. Yeah. When they started dumping it into the water supply, which automatically lowers IQ. Harvard has even said in studies they've done I know. never to use fluoride you know, water when you're mixing up formula for a baby. It drops it, IQ, it drops points. IQ they, points. Yeah. When women use fluoride and chemicals in the water supply when they're pregnant, it drops IQ points. When women don't have enough omega-3 fats in their diet you know, when they're pregnant, it drops IQ points. All of this stuff happens constantly. You know, when they started putting plastic in the water with BPA, bisphenol A, back in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, and still to this day, as a plasticizer, it drops IQ points. I talked that in detail yesterday about the phthalates. All of this stuff is part of where we are right now in the United States as the dumbing down. We've dropped like 20, 25 points in IQ scores on the average. That's huge because it's a logarithmic scale. You know, the problem that they're running into now with the military is a lot of the kids that are going into the military when their IQs are tested, they can't be hired because they have no ability to be taught. This, this is interesting. This is Jordan Peterson talked about this one time. I'm gonna, I don't care for everything he says, but some of the stuff he says is right. If you take a child with 150 IQ and you put them in a household with two parents that have 80 IQs, okay, at the end of you know, 18, 20 years later, if they check the kid's IQ score, he's still at 150. Parents are still at 80. Same thing is true in the inverse. If you take a child with an 80 IQ score and you give them with a pair of parents with 150 IQ score, 20 years later, that child still has an 80 IQ score. It doesn't change. That's the problem that they ran into when the average IQ in the United States was over 100. People were more critically thinking. They were asking yep. more questions. They were saying, wait a minute, why does Rothschild own everything? Why does Rothschild own J.P. Morgan? Why, and this is back in the early 1900s. Why are we going into World War I when you know, the big 
percentage of the population here in America is German with Müllers and Browns and Schmitz and Smith and Miller and Brown. Why are we going to go fight in Germany when we don't need to be here? But then that syphilis-infected Truman, who brought us the Federal Reserve Bank, brought us you know income tax, you know put Brandish on the Supreme Court, got us in the World War One, tried to get the League of Nations passed, tried to basically do all these crazy things to Germany as far as the you know the the, the, the Versailles Treaty, and all of this stuff was just pushing towards World War Two. Truman died basically of imbecile, you know, with syphilis having destroyed his brain because he was blackmailed by Samuel Untermeyer who was basically the same person who pushed the Federal Reserve and Brandish in. All of this stuff, and by the way, Samuel Untermeyer is the same guy who pushed the Schofield Reference Bible in to promote Zionism in the state of Israel in 47, 48. So all of this stuff is tied together. But now we have a president here, and basically he says, defiant Biden, Biden mixes up the presidents of Egypt and Mexico in a furious response to special counsel, Robert Hur's bombshell report, targeting his hazy memory, proclaiming, I know what the hell I'm doing, Biden says. Okay. First of all, when you've got to tell everybody that you know the hell what you're doing, <laughs> that's just a high probability you don't really know what don't you're you doing, doing. You know, the surprise announcements came out hours after the DOJ released his long-awaited investigation into Biden's mishandling of classified documents when he said he's just basically an old man who can't remember even being vice president, which is true. Biden tried to fend off the report, the repeated questions about his memory during a chaotic press conference. But, you know, Biden's own DOJ said he had diminished faculties and a faulty memory. This guy's supposed to be the I can tell you what. I don't know who's running the United States right now. I don't know the name. But it ain't Biden. But it ain't Biden. <laughs> that, 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 I guarantee you. This guy can't find his way to the toilet at night. I mean, this is unbelievable. And I, and I, I sit and I watch this, and I think to myself, this is the Democratic answer to, to Donald Trump? I mean, really, this is it? This is good. Or, or, we, get, or we get the witch the witch of Benghazi with Hillary Clinton. He used to go to her witch's covenant in L.A., according to Dr. Pastor, or Larry Nichols, before he passed away, when he worked for the Clintons in, you know, in Arkansas. She had a witch's covenant she'd go to. She's actually a real witch in L.A. every six weeks. I mean, so we get the witch from L.A. with Hillary, who basically is a nightmare from the pit. Okay? Or we get a guy who can't find his way to the toilet at night, who can't remember who the presidents are around the world. And this is the best the Democrats get to give us? I mean, this is this is like a it's like a it's like a freak show. It's like a freak show on steroids. Also, I mean, who would have thought that we have a guy who shakes hands with people like I talked about with invisible the air on, on the air, <laughs> who can't find his way off a platform, who can't find his way to the toilet at night, who doesn't remember anything, running the United States of America, being given nuclear codes, which I'm sure they haven't done that with him. They're too scared no, to do that. Absolutely not. But the problem is, is that is this how controlled we are now, Austin? by the Khazarian Mafia, if you want to call them that, or the Synagogue of Satan, if you want to call them that, or the Kabbalist Luciferian bankers, if you want to call them that, are they that much in control of everything that happens in the United States, including giving us the of Barack Obama with a wife who, when she walks down a silk, you know, that walks down a set of stairs in a silk dress with Michelle, she looks like she's got an Alabama black snake between her legs. I mean, it's ridiculous that this, this, this transgender, according to Joan Rivers, was the first lady of the United States. It's almost like it's a spoof. No, it is. Like it's, 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 it's almost like it's a parody. Like it's, it's a joke. You made a comment earlier, though. You're talking about the kids and the aspect of the lowering the, you know, the aspects of their, um, their, 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 their self-esteem. And, you know, it's funny because I thought about this and I, you were saying that I've noticed and a lot of people have noticed this when we've watched what's happened now with Biden. We've watched what's happened of how things are handled across the country we've realized that it has started to hurt the self-esteem of a lot of the general population. You can't watch this and be proud to be an American on the aspect of watching this president, this a bumbling buffoon, run around and shake hands with you. You can't, you can't be proud of that. 
There's no concept. Even the Democrats can't be proud of that. But is that maybe the point? Is that the concept that they're trying to promote there to p- keep people from no The entire concept of what they had to eliminate was the MAGA, make America great again. Just because that was Donald Trump's slogan, that was also something that they had to remove that national identity. You don't want to make America great again. They want to burn America down. And so they're doing that by essentially making us the giant embarrassment of the entire world. Also, to another news, this is interesting. Well, I, I got a comment on yeah, this. Yeah, no, okay. I don't know. Uh, years ago, I was in a little town in Switzerland called Gimmelwald. And it's a hard place to get to. You got to park and you got to take a tram up into the mountains. There's no roads. Even when they have a sick cow, they've got to bring it to the vet. They got to put it on this 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 ski lift, this tram to bring it down. I'm not kidding. The, the cows ride on the ski lift. And and I was speaking to a guy named Ollie there. And Ollie basically, uh, there's a guy named Rick Steves, and he he has a thing a travel channel. And, you know, very liberal guy. So I don't care for his ideologies, but he does a good job on the travel shows. And he has promoted Gimlinabad as the place to go. And I quite frankly loved it there. It was beautiful. And I was talking to Ollie one day, you know, he has a bed B&B there and Rick Steves was actually there staying with him. Rick Steves was sick. I, I would like to have spoken to Rick Steves. But what was ironic about the whole thing, he starts chewing me out because of the politics in the United States of America and them trying to control the world. And I, and I looked at him and I said, whoa, 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 whoa. You are assuming that every person in the United States believes the way you hear it in the media. Yeah. I said, we don't. I said, we're not those people. We want to be a people that are free. We want to be a republic again. We want to have the ability to make our own determination and who's going to run our country. We don't agree with what the leadership is doing. We don't agree with the national debt. We don't agree with the Federal Reserve Bank. We don't agree with any of this stuff. Not all of us are part of this. And he looked at me kind of funny and he said, really? I said, yeah. I said, this is ridiculous. It's like, you know, you see something in the Swiss press and everybody's a part of that. And what was interesting about this is he was right. That's how the world sees us. And so when you travel globally and you get hammered like that, when you start asking questions, it affects your identity as an American citizen. Yep. You think, well, I really want to tell them that I'm an American. Years ago, I was at a SHOT show. Usually it's held in Vegas, but it was held in Orlando. And Austin was yep. with me that day. And I was talking to one of the guys who was basically one of the salespeople. Had a real heavy German accent. And, uh, you know, meine Mutter war Deutsch. You know, my mother was German, right? So I know heavy German accents. And so I'm talking to him, and I say to him, uh, you're from Germany. No, 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 I'm not German. I'm Canadian. And I said, look, I don't care where you live right now. But you're German. And he looked at me and he goes, don't tell anybody. And I'm like, what? And he goes, no, 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 it's bad to be German. I, I thought to myself, what the heck does that even mean? I said, why is it bad to be? Oh, no, we can't talk about it. We've heard it in the press now for 70 years. It's bad to be a German. And I thought to myself, wow, so you're affecting the self-esteem of an entire country by your media exposure. Isn't that what they're doing here in the United States to the people who live here? They're effect- Except for a bunch of, you know, you know, it's so funny. Austin and I are extremely, both extremely highly educated. Right. We, 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 we really are. We've been in college like forever. And you know, I was a college professor for years. And what's so funny about this is everybody just thinks we're a couple of redneck white boys with a transmitter. Yeehaw. Yahoo's. OK. And but the problem is we can we're, well, well, we might be redneck white boys. OK, but, we, but, <laughs> but, but we're well educated. We can actually read. And so when they say to you, you know, it's bad to be an American. Well, no, Donald Trump did say that. Let's make America great again. Let's bring out the stars of strife. Yep. Let's talk about unity and nationalism. Let's talk about what made America, America. They don't want that because they want that destroyed. So they're doing everything they possibly can to destroy the unity, the self-esteem of an entire nation. Because remember, before the United States can be destroyed, its name has to be destroyed. You know, we, you heard that in that movie Gladiator with Russell Crowe. You know, he was Maximus. And they said, 
You can't just kill him. You'll make a martyr out of him. You got to destroy the name first before you kill him. And that's what they're doing to the United States. They're destroying the nation that was the city on the hill to basically bring in a new world order to bring in all of these immigrants into the United States who have no idea what it means to be an American. And then that way they can destroy the national identities. People go, you don't want to be an American. America was awful. Look what they did. Look what they did. And that's what they've done. We have over a thousand military bases all over the world. Our CIA openly traffics drugs all over the world. You know, we basically get involved in all these different countries and overthrow their doggone presidents. They're duly elected officials because we think we need to. Why? Because we think for some reason that we can do whatever we want to do. Well, when you start doing that over a period of time and people start telling the truth about what's happening, the people in the United States who don't want to do that, it starts to affect their national identity. And that's what they've done. The same thing is true with IQ points. If they can drop you down to a dummy level where you can't read or write at all in some of these math classes, now they have zero math abilities. At that point in time, when someone talks to you about a $33 trillion budget deficit, you, can't you figure have it out. no idea no what idea. they're talking about because they don't understand that when you lose the ability to have concrete, rational thought, when you lose the ability to have critical thinking, when you lose the ability, Austin, to, have the, uh, to, to be able to think through this stuff, all it does is create a low self-esteem. You see it all the time. The same thing happens with children you know, when, they, when, they're, when they're obese when they're young. The same thing happens with children when they're picked on, you know, you know, they're not picked for sports teams and all the rest. It starts to affect their self-esteem. And if that child has a strong IQ and the ability to think, they can get through it. Otherwise, they spend their entire life in the shadows wondering why they were given such bad choices and why all these problems are basically affecting them. And they always blame shift to everybody else rather than trying to dig their way out. And that's what this is. Yep. Well, this is what we've seen. I've talked to you guys about it so much in detail, especially during COVID and all these other incidents that have occurred now. The concept and mindset that is constantly being pushed on the American population is the fact that nobody's responsible for their own actions. That's exactly right. It doesn't matter if you're obese. It doesn't matter if you're having health problems. It's not your fault that you eat 15,000 calories a day. It's not your fault. It's your doctor's problem and he needs to fix it. It's not your fault that your children are basically having all these issues. It's the fault of the school system. Your school system needs to be fixing it. Everybody wants to assign blame to somebody else instead of saying, hey, you know what? This probably didn't go that well. You know, I screwed up on this. This was a bad, bad decision, and now i got to pay the consequences, and I'm going to eat it. That's my problem. I'm going to handle it. They want to get that mindset away because if you have a population that's constantly the victim mindset, I'm a victim. I'm a victim. It's not my fault I did it. It's not my fault I have this going on. Somebody else needs to fix the problems that I've been making, and that's exactly what they're trying to push across the entire spectrum in the schools and the health industry and everything in between. Well, that lets people – this is like you, like you just said. It lets people justify, hey – you know, I'm 300 pounds overweight. Yeah. Well, it's it's my problem. I don't have enough. I don't have enough Prozac. Yeah. Okay. I I I'm depressed and I've got to eat. Okay? I mean, I've got a thyroid issue. I've got a thyroid issue. I've got a metabolism issue. You know, and now we did that. We did that survey a few weeks ago. It said that the study has shown now these psychiatric drugs are placebos, but they do change brain chemistry. They oh, do, yeah. They do mess people up, and they allow people to do things they shouldn't ought to do, and then justify what they've done. And so the sad part about all of this stuff is, is that. You know, if you have the right amount of B vitamins, the right amount of omega-3 fats, the right amount of 5-HTP, all these different nutrients in the brain, you don't need to be taking all these psychiatric drugs. The sad part about it is it lets people blame shift. Well, the reason I did this is because of this. The reason I did this is because of this. The reason I did this is this. And I talked about this last week, Austin. I was raised at Brewer's Cottages. It was a fish camp. I saw some crazy stuff as a kid. And I could have used that to justify anything I wanted to do for the rest of my life from a good or bad standpoint. I chose not to do that. I chose not to blame shift. I should, and you know, the one thing my mom did, and I, I got to give her credit for this one, is that whenever we made a mistake, she didn't want us to really try to justify it, the blame shift or to apologize for it and to dismiss it. 
she wanted us to take ownership of it and realize that we had to learn from it. And when she did that, when I was young, I thought, that's really harsh. I mean, you got you to gotta cut some kids some slack. But she never did that. She never cut anybody any slack. And I finally began, I began to realize that when you let children make excuses for their behavioral patterns, they make those same excuses for the rest of their life off, so yep. they never change. And so what we have to learn from a, from a national mindset is that we, the people of the United States of America, in order to create a more perfect union, you know, left England. This is not it. This is not what the forefathers of our country and the founders of our country thought that we would have right now, even though Benjamin Franklin, who was a weirdo, by the way, he warned us. He had given us a republic. Let's see if you can keep it. Remember, he was a member, he was a member of the Hellfire Club in England. He was it's another Satanist, another, probably another Druid, another weirdo like Winston Churchill was. But the reality is, is that when we take responsibility for our actions, when we realize that we can do a holistic approach to heart disease, a holistic approach to diabetes, a holistic approach to mental health, we can do all of these things and we stop blame shifting and saying, I need this medicine, I need this drug. It's like, it's like we know that adult onset diabetes, just the, the, the journal, the American, the journal of the Indian Diabetic Association said that if a person took turmeric on a regular basis, that it completely stopped the onset of adult onset diabetes, just turmeric, yep. Austin. And, and that is, they mentioned chromium, all the rest of or, stuff. Or there. berberine. Or berberine. And so, so the crazy part about this is, is they've taught us as a nation collectively to basically blame shift everything somebody else's fault. You know, I've, I've had so many issues with churches. I mean, it's personal for a second, in which I basically felt a need to leave a certain church. That happened to me three or four times in my lifetime. And that's devastating to people when you do that. Because, you know, your friends are there, your family's there, your children are there, and all of a sudden you get up and just pull up and say, I'm done now, I can't deal with this anymore, because you get slammed from the pulpit, or you get slammed by a preacher, you get slammed by a pulpit, or by somebody from the pulpit, or you get slammed by a deacon, or you get slammed by an elder. I remember one time when Austin was young, he was holding hands with a girl. You know, he's like 13, 14 years old in church. He's holding well, hands. Like 11. Well, whatever. But the point was, it wasn't like the end of the world. No. Oh, my gosh. It was like the end. It was a Baptist church. And for some reason, and somebody told me this joke last night. You know, people are in heaven, and they're having a big time. They're having a party, right? And there's a closed door. Okay? And all of a sudden, everybody goes, shh, quiet. We don't want to disturb the people behind the door. They're the Baptists. They think they're the only ones here. And now, now <laughs> But, but, I should laugh. <laughs> but no, no. And I say that because I was a Baptist for years, and they'd like to judge people. And you know, and the Bible says, judge not lest ye be judged. Now, worse than the – okay, since we're doing this, I'm going to see if I can make everybody mad this morning. The Church of Christ was worse than the Baptist. They thought if you didn't do it exactly their way or if you had music in your church with instruments, you were all going to hell. It was horrible what they did and what they taught. And I was involved with that church for a little while in Tallahassee, and I thought, what am I doing? And then the head guy who started that church in Tallahassee basically ended up being gay. He was exposed later. It was the Crossroads Church of Christ. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. You know, you're judging everybody. Everybody's going to hell but you, but the Bible directly forbids homosexuality. What's, that, what's, what, what's up with you? And so the problem that you have is this. You can't have a relationship with a church that supplants the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? I'm giving you some good advice this morning. Your relationship with God and with Christ is more important. It's from the heart. That's the thing. It's the heart that God looks at. It's not the individual sin, because all of us sin on an ongoing basis. It's when you have a relationship with God through Jesus and you have the heart. If a pastor does you wrong, or an elder does you wrong, or a deacon does you wrong, you just go, they need to get right with Jesus. I may not be able to stay at this church anymore. I got it, but I'm not going to let this affect my relationship with God. See, that's the most important thing that we have here. And a lot of you listen to me right now. I can feel it in my spirit. A lot of you have been hurting churches. I have. God didn't do that. The devil comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. God brings life and brings life in abundance. He brings unity and purpose in your life. He's the one who we serve, not Lucifer. 
devil is always going to lie about everything. That's what he does. He's a liar. It talks about it in the book of John. Don't allow these things of the devil to be blamed on God. Don't do that to yourself. You got a pastor who's got who's messed up. There's a pastor I knew in, in Atlanta. Great speaker. He, I knew the guy well. I spoke for his church multiple times. He ends up being a pedophile, and now he's dead. And you're like, wait a minute. He was a pastor. Yeah, he's a good speaker too. The sad part about it is my relationship with God was a contingent upon my friendship with this guy. It doesn't work like that. Your relationship with God is contingent upon your relationship with God, not upon your relationship with the church. You know, I, I had a, I'm not going to go into that. It's too personal. But the, but, the, but the crazy part about all of this stuff is that, you know, you run into this stuff all the time in churches. That's why it's not about a religion. It's about a relationship with God. That's what's so important about this. And Christianity is the only way to get to God because of Christ and what he did, because he was basically God who died for us and shed his blood for us. I've done entire shows on it. That's why it's important to maintain that relationship with Jesus. That's why it's important to pray out loud every day. It's why it's important to do the best you can in your life. All of this stuff is what we want because it's the matter of the heart that God sees. And so when you destroy a person's IQ, when you destroy critical thinking, when you destroy the ability of their brain to have a relationship with God because you damaged it with all the chemicals in the water supply, when you basically take the 13-dimensional brain and you tune it way, 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 way down so it can't have a relationship with God, it affects everybody's self-esteem going back to that often. Yep. Because now all of a sudden, as a country, we're like, wow, we have all these dwarves going on. As a country, we have the worst president in the history of the United States who's a complete and total babbling buffoon running around who can't remember that he was vice president under the gay Kenyan. All of this stuff is something you go, wait a minute. We're an American? Yeah. This is bad. Or I can't do two plus two is four. You know, I mean, I don't know how to add one plus one up. You know, just get a little abacus out. Well, no, and, that, and that, that's why they've done this in the school system so much because, you know, I had a, a real good buddy and customer that came in the other day, and he's got a daughter who I think is uh, six or seven. She's in first or second grade. And it's funny because he was talking to me, and he said that his daughter brought back all her, her homework that she was working on, mathematics, and she was so frustrated. And she was basically doing some mathematics and essentially, you know, like basic algebra stuff, you know, 31 plus X equals the number. And it was pretty easy formulation. It wasn't hard to figure out. It wasn't hard to plug in the number. And he said he showed her how to do it. And then her mom came in and she said, you know, this is why she's so frustrated. They don't want her to do it that way. They want her to do it this whole backwards way. And he said it was so convoluted and complicated. He said you could find the number within a matter of seconds. It was not a difficult problem. But they wanted to do all this sidestep to make it overly complex. And again, this is exactly what you just talked about. You hurt the self-esteem. The kids finally go, this is so difficult to understand. Why is this so hard to figure out how to figure out what X is? X isn't that hard to figure out, but that's why they're doing it now. That's what they've done with the common core, and that's what they've been doing with this critical race theory and all these different concepts to make people think essentially and these kids think that their value is not where it is that they do not have value and the truth about it is we're all made in the image of god almighty and that's what they want to take that concept and remove it and take it away from these children that's why you got to be very careful in all media who you're actually listening to and what they're promoting you know somebody sent me a link the other day of that complete piece of garbage ben shapiro and he was on joe rogan you can watch the watch the link on i sent it to dad and he blatantly says he goes Oh, Jesus Christ was just a Jew that tried to take over the Romans and led a revolt. He was, he was nothing. He was basically he was nothing. He was just a, he was a peasant. They executed him for purpose for a good reason. Jesus, Jesus was absolutely nothing. He's been saying this, bragging about it, blaspheming Christ, blatantly bragging about it. He was nothing. He was absolutely nothing. He was, he was literally a Jew that tried to lead a revolt, and he got killed for it for good reason. 
when you start going and you have to start looking at what people are promoting, what they're talking about, I've told you before, Ben Shapiro is blatantly Mossad. That's been brought out multiple times. Be very cautious with these alt-media guys, some that want to bring some of the truth out there, and they bring these topics, and you hear them and you go, that's relatable. He's accurate on that. That's, that's, that's pretty good. And then they bring in these little snippets of garbage right behind it, and they do it very subtly, a very effective psychological operation, and it continues what it does. It plants these ideas, and it plants these concepts that in most cases are completely inaccurate, but they're designed to do it from a very effective psychological strategy in order to change the way you think. Because remember, the news no longer gives you news anymore. They're not giving you what actually is happening. They're simply telling you what you need to think and what you need to think about. That's why I always tell you, anytime something pops up on mainstream media and it's the exact same topic, exact same everything on every mainstream media outlet, that's not news, guys. That's propaganda. That's why when you start seeing stuff come out and they say the exact same thing, be very, very wary of what they're actually saying and do your own research on it. Another article. No, no, here. no. I got a comment on okay, that. No, okay, no. I'm going to sidestep on that, but yeah, go. No, no. Let, let, me, let me tell you about Ben Shapiro. Oh, yeah. all right, I'm going to say this in a nice way. We're going to censor this. I need to have a little bleep, 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 bleep right now. All right? <laughs> ben Shapiro is a pencil neck meow boy. Oh, yeah. Meow. And you, can, you fill in the blanks. I mean, that boy, somebody's, if somebody slaps him upside the head. Live. He, he, I know. If somebody slapped that boy upside the head, he'd cry like a little sissy on the floor. Oh, yeah, but yet yeah. somebody's giving him a microphone because they gave him Rush Limbaugh's platform. Yep, Mankow, exactly right. I'll say this. Mankow should have gotten that platform. Mankow was in the live that. He, ben Shapiro is basically another Zionist shill. Is all he is, and and I and like I said, he's a he's a pencil nick meow boy. And I just I just and all he has he's he's like those he's like those 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 keyboard warriors. You had that happen to you one time. Oh yeah. Somebody says some says something to you about you online, and they say all this horrible stuff. You meet them in person, and they're five feet tall, and they weigh about eighty five yeah. pounds. They got a twelve inch neck, and they look at you and go, "I was just kidding about what I was, I was just kidding. No, I was just kidding. No, it's insanity, and that's that's all this boy is. And I, I and I'd say. I would tell you how I really feel, Austin, <laughs> but I can't do that, and, and we'd have to censor the whole segment. So, but anyhow, what do you think? But no, that's that, that's exactly exactly what you're saying. A lot of these guys, they talk big online when you meet them in person or you see them. They they have no concept of actually being involved in something realistic, and that's why I tell people all the time, you know, it's so important as you start to become more accurate, you start to become wiser, you start to become stronger. You have to have restraint in certain situations. I was talking to my buddy the other day, he was a retired ranger, and he said, you know, he goes, I always, he goes, I always try to de-escalate everything as much as I can now. And I was talking to him about some of the stuff that's going on in certain situations, we were talking about uh, vehicle tactics and weapon tactics, and he goes, I've learned, he goes, I've been in enough combat, he goes, violence is the last resort for me that I want to go to. And this is what I think the American population needs to realize is that we're doing everything we can from a peaceful standpoint in order to promote a republic. But at a certain point in time, if we keep getting pushed, people are going to have to actually step up and say, how far am I going to allow this to go? Because we saw this during COVID, how many people were so pacified by simply social standards in mainstream media where you had people that were literally standing at entrances of stores telling you to put a mask on. Oh, you have to put a mask on to walk in. And people would literally put their head down, pull their mask out of their pocket, and put it on their face and walk in just to comply. You know, it's funny. I remember that I told you guys the story before. It was so funny to me. I went to rooms to go, which I will never go there. I've never been back there again after this incident. And it was during COVID in Florida. We're in Florida. There's no mask mandates. There's nothing. And I walk into rooms to go, giant rooms to go store. I'm the only one in the store with Lana. Nobody else in the store but me. No other customer. Giant. I mean, you guys have been in those stores, so they're huge. And I sit down, me and Lana need to get a new couch for the upstairs loft. So we just finished the house. 
And I sat down on this big couch. I plopped down on it. It was actually comfortable. I liked it. And I'm sitting there, and this guy walks up to me. His manager walks up. And he goes, sir, you have to put a mask on if you're going to shop here. I looked around. I said, why? There's nobody here. <laughs> he goes, it's, it's, it's store policy. You have to put a mask on. I said, no, I'm here to buy a couch. Can I buy a couch? He storms off. And then this, this bigger manager comes over. This guy's probably 350, 400 pounds, morbidly obese. I mean, he's got double mask on, walks over, <gasps> has a box of masks. He goes, you have to put a mask on right now if you want to shop in here. And I looked at him. I said, dude, you need to get some air. <laughs> like, are, are you okay? And he goes, no, you have to put a mask on. You have to leave. And I said, I pulled my wallet out. I said, I'm here to buy a couch right now. I really think you need to be more concerned about breathing and less concerned about me wearing a mask. So I'm going to have to ask you to leave. You're not going to put a mask on. I said, I will never step foot in this store ever again. I'm being kicked out because you want me to wear a mask and you can't even breathe air. This is pathetic. And it's why the sales guy was standing there. And you can see the look on his face. He was just like, there's nobody here. I can't even make any money. And you're, you're kicking out the only customer we have. But again, that's what happens when you have stupid people that get in positions of power. And we saw this a lot during COVID. And that's when you have to take a step back sometimes and go, Am I going to go along with it? I could have easily just taken a mask out of the box and put it on. Okay, I'm going to comply. Be a good little peasant. Put a mask on. I'll listen to your obese sweat hog self. Oh. Can't even breathe. <laughs> well, no, he, he was embarrassing. He's just sweating, can't breathe. And I'm sitting there going, why don't you focus on your own health instead of being so concerned about everybody else? And remember, that, again, was the concept they pushed during COVID. You have to wear a mask to protect me. You've got to get your vaccine or else my vaccine doesn't work. Still never figured that one out. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the, 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 <laughs> that was my favorite no, one. The, the funniest, the, the funniest one. Uh, since we're going here right now, the funniest one was when you fell on that ice up in North Carolina and you broke your hand. Oh, and then the guy, well, that wasn't funny. That hurt. No, and then, and then a week later, they wanted to take the cast, the soft cast off, put the hard cast yeah. on. And we got to the hospital over in Orlando. And they took the cast off and they sent us to another room and they put us in a room with the other people. And you and I weren't wearing I, a mask. I would not wear a mask. And, and, and so we, wouldn't, we, we refused. And suddenly they threw us into the hallway. They kicked me out. I have I'm a all, broken oh, wrist. Yeah, they yeah. take my cast off. My wrist is still broken. And they said, you have to wear a mask. I said, I'm not wearing a mask. Just give me a dang x-ray and let me leave. No, you have to put a mask on. I said, I'm not wearing a mask. You have to sit out in the hallway then. And I'm like, I have to sit out in the hallway? Am I a dog? Like, I got to sit out. You have to sit out in the hallway. We're calling security. They literally brought chairs. They made us sit in the hallway. No, no, I had to get the chair. No, that's right. Yeah, they, I, had, <laughs> I had to get the chair. So Austin here, Austin and I are sitting in the hallway. Broke wrist. And they got these gurneys going by, you know, five miles off. You were running. Yeah. Austin's sitting with hand exposed, fully broken hand. And finally, the manager comes out. I hear you guys won't wear a mask. And I said, I hear you guys yeah. are really, really sub- being subjected to a horrible liability yes. right now. And she looked at me, what do you mean? I said, you have a patient here that you've taken a soft cast off that you have no cast on now who has a broken hand. And I said, you have him out here with gurneys running by because Miss Miss Kent put two IQ points together in the back, she threw us into the hallway. Yeah. And she goes, uh, why don't you come with me? Follow right me now. right now. She, and, and she we, walked us right into the x-ray room. We were out of the x-ray room. Cast set within 30 minutes. Otherwise, it's been a half day wait. But no, it, 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 this is. But no, that's the insanity of yeah. that. It was crazy. Oh, wow. a, well, but that's what I, one thing before you go into that's the last point that I wanted to make on this is that everybody has defined their line and their conviction on what you really stand for. And I'm saying the mask is a basic topic. That's something simplistic. But at a certain point in time, you have to decide as an American how far you're going to be pushed and how far you're going to allow yourself to comply and where you're actually going to start standing back. And if it's going to be at this position, this position, this position, but wherever it is, you have to find it before the situation arises. Remember me and dad talked about before we went to Orlando, went to the, I said, I'm not wearing a mask. I will not wear a mask. I'm not doing it. 
this is the most pathetic thing I've ever witnessed in my life with the population doing this. And so again, there's certain things you have to address and you need to think about, whether it be with your family, whether it be with your kids, and ask them, say, how far are you willing to go with this? What are you willing to do? Because you have to make those decisions before those emergencies or those certain things come alight. Because in most cases, when people are not ready for them and they don't think about things and they don't prepare for them, they're much more predisposed to comply and follow things that they normally wouldn't do so because they haven't been adequately mentally prepared for what's essentially happening. This is my standpoint on that. Perfect example. You decide before the baby is born, you're not doing hepatitis shots. Correct. Okay. Do your own research. So you sw- you walk into the hospital, <clears throat> your baby's about to be born, and you go, no hepatitis shot. Yeah. None, zero. My pediatrician will take care of any shots the kid yep. needs. And they go, well, you have to have, no, you don't. No, I don't have to. My wife is not a drug using. Yeah, she's prostitute. not HEP positive. She's not HEP positive. We're, We're not doing the HEP shot. Well, no, not sh- no shot. The answer's no. Right? If you don't do it in advance and you prep this out, like my line in the sand was basically, I was not going to get injected with a COVID vaccine. No. I mean, I, w- I would have gone ahead and gone. They could have, they could have put, remember when, remember when Biden, I'm going to tell you guys a story that I've never told you on the air. I remember when Biden first got into office, he was talking about using the National Guard to administer COVID shots globally in the United States. And I was, and he was serious about it because, you know, the senile boy doesn't know what he's doing. He's reading, a, he tries to read the teleprompter. It's gotten worse in the past four years. <laughs> and, and, and finally, I, you know, Sharon was still alive back then. And I called Sharon into the living room and I said, I'm not getting shot up with this stuff. This is an mRNA vaccine. They're not putting this into me. And I said, this is my line in the sand. Okay. That's my line in the sand. I'm not going there. They're not going to eject me. And she goes, what are you going to do? I said, I'll defend myself. This will not happen. I said, what do you want to do? And I said, what do you want to do if they try to come here to us? Because Biden's talking about this. And she said, just give me an AR-15. Yeah. That was Sharon. Now, think about that for a second. That was her line in the sand, too. Nobody's going to inject me with a sludge. The sad part about it is, is that where do you draw that line? You do it with childhood vaccines. I did. Nobody's injected my kids. You do it with homeschooling. I did. Nobody's going to indoctrinate my children into a liberal ideology. Do you do it with the COVID shot? Do you do it with the mask? Where is your line in the sand? Where do you finally say the German word for enough is genug? When do you say genug? I'm tired of you treating me like a peasant. I'm not going to put up with this crap anymore. When do you say that? That's my question I ask. When do you say no? In fact, that was, that was interesting. Because remember, Kennedy said that, and Rand Paul said that. He goes, just say no. no he say said no. they can't arrest and hang all of us. No, you can't. And same thing happened with January the 6th. That was a giant psyop. They want to get the patriot community up in, up in D.C. so they could basically arrest the top leadership around the country and put them in prison. They've been exactly. in prison for three or four years now. But I, I give the boys credit. A lot of them refuse to basically plea bargain. They say, no, we're not doing this. We didn't do anything wrong. We never even went into the Capitol building. Why am I here? Well, you're here because you got targeted. And the sad part about all of this stuff is it's like Austin said. Sometimes you got to know when to step away. Sometimes violence is the last solution possible. And sometimes it's like the old Kenny Rogers song with the gambler. Sometimes you got to know when to hold them. Sometimes you got to know when to run. And see, and that's the thing we've got to realize is that where is your line in the sand? That's why the Bible tells us, it says, put on the full armor of God. And it says, when you draw that line, it says, don't allow yourself to be backed up. Don't allow yourself to go further back. It says, hold your line, hold your place. Don't say, okay, I'll do this. Don't do it. Because they will use shell shock, they will use dr- they oh, will yeah. use traumatic brain injury, they will use whatever they can to get you to do what they want them to do. They will continually bombard you like they did with Tavistock at the Office of Naval Intelligence with shell shock in World War I to find out how to split your personality to force you to do things you don't want to do. They'll put you on psychiatric drugs. 
They'll put you on all kinds of fluoride. They'll put you on, you know, on, on tricyclic antidepressants. They'll put you on, you know, benzodiazepines. They'll put you on, you know, fluoride and they'll put you on high fructose corn syrup. They'll do everything they possibly can that debilitates and destroys your ability to say no. Yep. That's what they want. Always remember that. By, by the way, Clarence yeah. Thomas had one thing. He says he's because they're doing this with Trump being off the elect, off the ballot in Colorado. Clarence Thomas stumps the Colorado's anti-Trump lawyer. Can you give me an example of a state disqualifying a national candidate? Even one example. The answer was no. Colorado can't do what they did. They can't pull Trump off the ballot. The Supreme Court, in my opinion, is going to rule in favor of Trump on this. What do you think? Arthur? No, I think you're 100% right on that. This entire thing, again, it's in the aspect of Trump is I think people have missed a lot of the point with this is that it's way bigger than what Trump is. It's the following of the movement of the national unity of what people coming together and saying, listen, I'm proud to be an American. That's what they're trying to dissolve. That's why they've tried to do everything they can to ruin his reputation. And this is why it is so important, again, like we talked about a minute ago, where you start realizing in your own life where you're willing to go, how far you're willing to push it. Because we realized very quickly Trump wasn't going to save anybody. We're on our own. If it is to be, it's up to us. And that's one of the reasons why it's so important to maintain your health, maintain your mental acuity, maintain your nutrition. Because what happens is they're betting on you being sick all the time. They're betting on you having to go to the doctor and go on these pharmaceutical drugs like you just talked about. Right. That's what they're betting. That's what they want. They're expecting. They're expecting you to. They're betting that you're going to do it. So when you go in and you run a product like Ultimate Multiple, you run D3 and you run vitamin C and you stay healthy all the time, you're going against what they want you to do. You're going completely and totally against the norm that they're wanting you to follow. And because they know if a person has good mental acuity, and they've got good concrete rational thought, and they can read and they can understand things, they're very difficult to control, especially when you have somebody that actually has the you know, inner analysis and understanding of what they truly believe. Because the truth about it is, and you know, Dad made a second ago, you can't really fully understand what you believe and where you stand and what your convictions are until you full, do a full analysis of what you're willing to die for. And I mean that sincerely. Once you realize that you have a line in your head, you say, I'm willing to die for this. This is what I'm going to go for. This is what I'm going to push. I will stop at nothing if this happens. And a lot of people have lost that mindset. And it's not a mindset you want to stay in all the time because it can be very negative. I understand that. But there's also a mindset that you've got to come to grips with and understand that if, it's up, if it is to be, it's up to you. And I mean, like I was reading this article here just earlier. We were talking about that. Members of New York City Council today introduced a resolution to support the state to reinstate all the employees in New York for back pay with no legal restrictions on the city employees that were fired for not complying with the COVID-19 vaccine. They said over 1,700 police officers, firefighters, and EMTs were terminated because they would not get the shot. And to these guys, I give them a standing ovation because they're still pushing back and they're filing suits against the city because they're saying, no, we were not going to comply. It doesn't matter if you like the shot. It doesn't matter if you want to get the shot. That's your right to have it. But you never have a right to tell somebody else they have to have a medical operation done to them against their will or else they're going to be basically be terminated. Nuremberg. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so many laws to this and so many violations. And that's why the state's being sued. That's why everything's been ruling in favor in all these states about reinstating employees. So, again, these guys in New York, i got to give them kudos. Almost 2,000 EMTs and firefighters and you know officers that said, no, we're not going to go along with this. If you're going to terminate us for this, do it. And that's why I told so many people down here in Florida to get the religious exemption. I have a strongly, strongly held religious belief against this shot. And when people did that, they put in, nobody could fire them. Because they fired you for it. You had an open lawsuit on your hands. You're now being, you're now being terminated for a religious belief. And you can't, you can't do that. 
And so again, this is why it's so important to know your laws, know where you live, and understand what you truly believe and what you're going to stand up for, Dad. You know, I know one kid, uh, he was basically, I believe, I believe he worked for Lockheed Martin, and they were pushing him and pushing him and pushing him to the shot. He goes, I've got a religious conviction on this. You can't yeah. do this to me. And they actually took it legal with him. Yeah. And But they didn't fire him. Nope. Because he knew they knew better. I have a, another friend of mine. She's basically an anesthetist, a nurse anesthetist. And they were going to fire her. She says, go ahead. I've already got the attorneys lined up. Yeah. He said, go ahead, go ahead and fire me. We'll see what happens. Because you can't fire me for a religious conviction. She goes, you can't force me to do something against my will. Yep. Nuremberg said that in the Nuremberg trials. You can't make somebody be part of an experiment against their, their will. will. You can't do it. By the way, Hungary's had tremendous border success. I want to cover this with you real quick. Talk about something a little different. Uh, they've basically pretty much stopped the immigrants. I was there in Budapest a few years ago when this all started with this massive immigration in, through Hungary into Europe. And they closed the borders down with razor wire and machine guns and machine gun nests and everything else. And they said, not wanted. You're not coming in. And so that's always interesting to me that Hungary got away with this. And yet the United States can't even try to slow people down without getting unbelievably eviscerated in the mainstream media. Oh, by the way, the Satan, satanic cabal controls the mainstream media. And Putin even mentioned that. What do you think, Austin? Wrong thought. Yeah, you got, got, got a minute. We got a minute. <laughs> yeah, you're spot on with that. And that's exactly what they've done with the mainstream media to keep people pacified and keep telling them the lies over and over and over again in order to control the narrative. That's why it's so and there's an article I'm going to get into next week. I didn't get into it today. It's talking about how this new group with Bill Gates is starting to recruit millions of people to essentially try to control misinformation on the internet. So my friends, thank you for getting the truth out there. Stay strong, stay healthy. If you need anything, the ultimate multiple powder on sale product of the week right now at healthmasters.com over 15% off. Be sure to take advantage of it. If you need anything, 1-800-726-1834. We're here to help you out the best we possibly can. You guys have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Love you guys. By the way, best multiple on the planet. Period. There it is. I mean, this product is phenomenal. Thanks again. Talk to you guys again on Monday. Love you guys. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.